When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today we have a very vital question that someone asked us and comes up all the time in um, our sessions with mm-hmm. clients. Yep, so, both for individuals and couples. Yeah. So here it is. This person said, I don't have many friends, which can sometimes burden my spouse. I feel lonely and I know it's healthy to have friendships outside of your spouse. Do you have any tips on building friendships? Hmm. So, disclaimer, we have been wanting to do this question mm-hmm. or this topic for a while. Yeah. And I think there's a big need for this because we all need friendships. Right. This is a biological need and a emotional need. Well, yeah, biological in the sense of we need connection and bonding. Yes. And we aren't designed to get that solely from our spouse there are healthy connections that we need outside of our spousal relationship um, and that's why we are part of the body right right well that's actually a really important point sometimes this spouses expect the other person to give them all of that Mm -hmm. like this person said and that's sometimes burden my spouse right and that's never been expected throughout Mm -hmm. history that your spouse is going to give everything we want belonging we want adventure we want all these different things Mm -hmm. really the community was supposed to provide that and so much more right so um, we do need to venture outside of our spouse relationship and our heavenly father relationship yeah but also have friend relationships too So there are four prerequisites for friendship that we are going to share with you today. Um, The first one is reciprocity. So reciprocity has to do with the giving and receiving, right? It's back and forth. Um, It's not a one-sided relationship. And so often we go into a friendship, like the initial stages of trying to gain a friend or um, build a friendship without reciprocity. We talk about ourselves. And, um, you know, some of that comes out of insecurity and trying to prove yourself. Um, so you share all the good things about you to try to like connect with that person, or maybe they're sharing about themselves. So you start like telling all about, you know, what you did that was better or similar. And that doesn't feel reciprocal. The other person's not going to feel heard if all you're doing is, um, just pulling the energy out of, out of the conversation. This is such a big one. It really is. Um, I hope that you are analyzing yourself as you're listening to this. Um, Because I think it's easy to gloss over that and go, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. But honestly asking the question, um, am I giving the other person um, enough time 
to be seen, mm-hmm. to express themselves? Yeah. Am I asking good questions or am I only waiting for them to be quiet so that you could start speaking about how great you are? <laughs> right. Um, I do see this a lot. Yep. Um, maybe I'm sensitive to it because earlier in my life, I don't think I was the most, you know, self-confident person or had the highest self-esteem. So I did feel like I had to prove myself by telling, you know, all the great attributes. Yeah. Check this out. Guess what I have check out this car. You know, like, I think we all fall into that though. We do. We do at different times. I remember a long time ago, my parents bought the book by Dale Carnegie, Mm -hmm. um, how to win friends and influence people. Yep. Um, that really did make me take a hard stop and look at myself and say, Adam, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, if you want friends, you need to show yourself friendly. And that includes that reciprocity that we're talking about, and giving and receiving. Dale Carnegie actually gives um, principles. They're very simple. I'm actually going to read a few to you here. Um, he, he gives six ways. He says six ways to make people like you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, really, it's just six ways to engage in reciprocity. Yeah. So one of them is just become genuinely interested in other people. Um, another one is remember that person's name. Yeah. He says that person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. And it's true. If you're in conversation and you remember to say their name as many times as possible, um, in those first few conversations, they're going to feel a sense of connection with you just because that's the sweetest word to them in any language. Mm -hmm. Um, another one is smiling and that kind of plays into another, um, aspect of a prerequisite for friendship that we're going to talk about, um, being a good listener, encouraging them to talk about themselves, um, and asking really good questions, making them feel important, doing that sincerely. Mm Um, so use some, I mean, in that book, if you want to get it, it's classic. It's a quick read. What, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, probably take you like less than three hours or something. To At least it. this part of it, because there's multiple sections in the book. Mm-hmm. But this is so good, um, especially for people who consider themselves as being quiet or not, um, you know, they hold themselves back from friendships or conversations mm-hmm. because they feel uncomfortable. They see themselves as not being very good at small talk, but once they're talking, they're good. So, couple of tips I've given a lot of clients that had this, um, this worry was, you know, you're putting too much of the pressure on you to be intelligent and amazing and have all the cool facts or just go in and be curious, Yep. ask questions. And he talks about talk in terms of the other person's interests. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about stuff, you, you know, you could chit chat about the weather or like, <laughs> But nobody really wants that. Yep. People want to talk about something that's exciting. And it's always, if it's exciting, then it's exciting to them. Right. Right. So they want to talk in terms of their interests. So if you can just ask a few simple, like, what are you into? What do you do? You know, how do you come to do that? Like, how old are your kids? Yeah. And what's their latest milestone or development? You know, like they'll they'll be into talking about all that with you. Instantly, you got a conversation going. Mm -hmm. There's a quote by Zig Ziglar that we want to leave you with, with reciprocity that I think encapsulates this idea. He says this, if you go out looking for a friend, you'll find they're very scarce. If you go out to be a friend, you'll find friends everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that just means if I'm being a friend, it's that's giving. When I'm listening, I'm giving my attention to someone else. 
I'm not asking for their attention. Mm -hmm. So if you could go out looking to be a friend, I think you'll find friends come much more easily. So that's reciprocity. Ready for number two. The next one is positivity. I think this is an important one in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also very important with a friendship. Now, it's not to say you can't share stuff that's hard in your life. Like, I think a friendship that's built over time um, is going to go through hard times. One person's going to go through a hard time in their life and they have to lean on the other person right. more than, than normal. That happens. People die. People go through loss and change. They grieve. Uh, so that's, that's built into a friendship. Um, but it can't always be negative. So mm-hmm. when you go to a friend... You can't always be expressing yourself in a negative way. All your woes and burdens. So this is a question to ask yourself. Um, When you walk away from that that, that conversation, how do you leave them feeling? What did you leave them with? Mm -hmm. Did you leave them with a whole bunch of negativity that now they have to sort out and try to, you know, okay, you know, make myself feel better after that. I'm happy they feel better now that they, you know, dropped all that. And remember, this is balance, right? Yeah. This happens sometimes, but you don't always want to be in a state of my life is terrible. Yeah, That's going to be very difficult for the other person to maintain mm-hmm. a good feeling about the relationship. Yeah. Celebrate with that person. Celebrate mm-hmm. your own stuff. Celebrate their stuff. It's part of that reciprocity. Mm-hmm. But the positivity prerequisite is that your friendship needs to be based on feeling good most of the time so that the next one, which is authenticity. So that when you're authentic and you pull your walls down and you do share the tough stuff, um, there's enough of a container there to hold it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that emotional space, that, that headspace, that, um, just emotional energy that the person has because you've poured so much positivity into the relationship that they can help carry you through that. Well, um, I think it's his needs, her needs talks about an emotional bank account. Mm-hmm. So when a marriage, let's say, let's use that kind of relationship. Yep. When a marriage, um, is very positive and, and has a lot of positive interactions, there's more of a positive you know, balance in yeah. the, in the bank account. But if there's continual withdrawals, you will, <laughs> you will go into the red Yeah. and that's not healthy for any relationship. Um, a spouse relationship or a friendship. Right. Uh, John Gottman in a study found that um, for a thriving marriage, and we can apply this as well to a relationship or a friendship, there needs to be about a five to one ratio of, of good things that are positive interactions mm-hmm. to one negative interaction. Mm-hmm. And so if you find yourself being negative a lot of the time, you need to maybe start looking on the bright side if you want to maintain that healthy relationship. And one more thing about authenticity before we move on is that there has to be sharing. So I can't feel deep. Like I have a deep relationship with you Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to go deep with me. Right. Right. If I'm always the one sharing those deep feelings or, um, you know, maybe the successes, those are, that's taking a risk sometimes too. Yeah. Sharing the failures, that's taking a risk, that's vulnerability. So being vulnerable, being authentic to Mm -hmm. the core, I think is deep. Um, 
but we have to be reciprocal with that. Right. I think some people can err on the side of um, positivity and not being authentic and vulnerable. Mm. And then some people err on the side of authentic and vulnerable, but then it's not reciprocal mm-hmm. or positive, mm-hmm. you know? So, so you have to have that balance of, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be positive most of the time, but I'm also going to be real with what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be aiming to really be interested in them and make mm-hmm. this a reciprocal relationship. Right. I think, uh, Tim Keller, and we've said this a few times, but it really does work well in a relationship being, uh, you know, truth and love have to work simultaneously being seen in love. I almost, yeah. Like, known. He says, yeah. Can we be known by that person? Mm-hmm. Remember, um, being loved, but not known is superficial, but being known, lo- known, but not loved. It's our greatest fear is our greatest fear. Yeah. And that wouldn't be a friendship, but being known and loved mm-hmm. is really our greatest need and desire. It's a lot like being loved by God, he says. Mm. So we have reciprocity. We have uh, positivity and then authenticity. And now the last one is consistency. So consistency, it's, um, you know, it's one of those reasons why you end up building friendship with people you went to school with, um, while you're in school with them. And oftentimes you fall off the bandwagon with that friendship when you're not in school with them anymore, unless you maintain that consistency because you're seeing them every day, five days a week, six, eight hours a day. Um, that's why you're often friends with colleagues. Um, and it's not a bad thing. The The consistency is a good thing. Um, but if you are not intentional about the relationships, the friendships that you want outside of school and work, um, then you're not going to have that consistency there. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to live in the same town or go to lunch every week. Um, but it means that you have to maintain that consistent interest in their life, whether that's a text, whether that's a prayer, um, One of my friends, we go to have a pedicure every single month and that's not the only time we have contact throughout the month. You know, we will text here and there, you know, and we're on a group text as well and we'll send funny things. And, um, but every single month we have that consistency. We have a pedicure together and we can count on that where we're going to download each other's lives and share and have that reciprocity and positivity. For all my friends that know me, that's another something I have to work on is reaching out with a text or mm. a phone call because introvert me, I'm just like, you know, I'm sure. in my house. I'm not thinking about outside. I love all those people, but us introverts have to learn that it does make a difference in someone else's life. If you want a good friendship mm-hmm. to send a text or send something funny or share that, that really good passage with someone else. Yep. It, it says, Hey, I'm thinking about you. You're important right. to me. And that makes you, f- that person feel good. So what, what are you leaving? If you're leaving that positive feeling of like someone else is thinking about me mm-hmm. and sees value in me, that creates positivity in me. And I want to reciprocate. Yeah. So it all comes together. It really does. It, yeah. it, it is a cycle. So do something, go out of your way, be consistent. A related idea for consistency is also trustworthiness. Mm. If someone asks you, Hey, please keep this silent. You know, please keep this quiet. Do that. Yeah. Or every time you tell someone else, you shatter that, that ability uh, for that person to come to you next time and be vulnerable because 
You're a confidant. Right. Yeah. So off, that's part of that authenticity. We, we have to become vulnerable with other people. Mm-hmm. So be trustworthy. Be consistent. And if you say you're not going to do something, don't do it. If you're going to do it, do it. Be there. If, you, if they ask you to move, be there. So these are the elements I think that takes to have a, a vibrant, deep relationships, not just surface stuff of like, Hey, I see you. Hey, you know, hope things are going well. Yeah. Cool dude. <laughs> but this is how we build these deep relationships yeah. that, you know, really could, could push you to become the person that you, you know, that God's calling you to be. And a side note, when we are aiming for deep friendship, deep relationship, you're not going to have a whole lot of mental and emotional energy or time for, you know, a hundred deep friendships. So keep that in mind when this person said, I don't have many friends. Well, you know, we need friendship. So if you're saying, yeah, you only have like one friend, maybe you need a little bit more than one, Mm -hmm. but you're probably not going to have more than it depends on you and you know, your schedule Mm -hmm. and your emotional capacity, but probably not more than a handful of deep, deep friendships. So, um, keep that in mind. The goal is not to have like, you know, like I said, a hundred deep friendships, nurture the ones you have, be more giving in the ones you have. And I think you'll start to get more and more, um, satisfaction out of them. That's right. And you'll find too, that certain friends, um, do help different pieces of you feel more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Some friends lean more toward adventure, but but you're not going to like confide in them in every single way. Sure. So you can also look at that that way. This friend provides so much of this and it makes me feel this great way. Mm-hmm. This friend, I could see the strength in this relationship is this. They're very loyal. Mm-hmm. So that's another way of kind of thinking about relationships. Yep. All right. So those are the four prerequisites for friendship with some extra tidbits thrown in there. And we pray that this is um, helpful to you. If you are finding any value in this, please share it, share it with a friend, Um, share it uh, with family members, those that you love, those that are doing friendship well, and just praise them for doing friendship well. And also, if you want to like this, comment below and let us know what stood out for you uh, or what you'll be working on this week. Um, And if you want to ask a question for our next Ask episode, you can click the SpeakPipe link in the show notes or in the description, depending on whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on podcasts. Thank you guys so much for uh, sticking around.